Ladies and gentlemen, you know what that sound means. It means it's episode 164 of the Personal Arrogance Podcast, brought to you by the Bald Move Network. I am one of your hosts. My name is Eric. I'm feeling pretty good, Walkquist. And uh, joining me this week, as he does each and every week, is... Jesse Go Rams Wilson. Right? Are you rooting for the Rams? I am on Thursday. Well, you gotta. It's the lesser of two evils. Exactly. Plus, like, if the Rams win, they will actually have a pretty commanding lead over the 49ers themselves. Dude, how about them Seahawks, man? Yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, not, not really a super fun game to watch. It really wasn't. But, like, the thing is, if you're a good team, you have to do that to the bad teams. You know? Right. Like, the Raiders beat the, beat the Jaguars by, like, seven points. Right. The Seahawks needed to destroy them and they did like crazy i think you could just see like the talent discrepancy in the field there you can hear my football tech on the get off my running back podcast releasing tomorrow but uh yeah dude i it was it was it was honestly a boring game to watch yeah i'm just I glad mean, that they was, turned it on there's no real game it was it was like a preseason game or something yeah well it basically was because in the middle of the third quarter they put in their second string <laughs> Yeah, without even considering what that would do to my fantasy chances. I know, right? Me too, man. I I was playing Marshawn Lynch. He had like six points this week. (laughs) Oof. Uh, But yeah, they put in their second string, and the second string still scored two touchdowns on the Jaguars. Yeah, Jamaris Jackson was looking good. He's looking real good, dude. He's placing the ball nicely. Um, Anyway, I digress. Jesse, how was your week? Uh, Good. Um, I went on a little trip to Seattle mm-hmm. yesterday. Yeah, and um, it's fun. It was fun to be in the city again. Mm-hmm. But it did not take long for me to get super uh, frustrated. With what? Well, um, so I was going down the street. Right. At a red light. Yep. I was going to be turning right. Right. Um, and uh, there were two lanes. Um of traffic going in front of me who had the green light and one lane was one of those giant semis that have like all the cars on the back of them right okay is that, they, is like, that a train yeah well it's no 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 it's, okay. it's like a, a truck that pulls cars and it's oh kind of got like it the cars, cars. The cars got it cars i didn't realize you meant real cars yeah and then the second lane had a city bus and they're both going uh-huh and the, there's a lady behind me like wailing on the horn like go go you should go oh, god <laughs> i was like i'm not gonna there's a, a city bus and a semi right. with a bunch of cars i'm not just gonna turn right uh right so then i turn right when the light turns green she like gets to the left lane pulls ahead in front of me gets in front of me then stops um at the light in front of us so now i'm just behind her right so i was pretty pissed off at her i just start like mockingly honking my horn like go go why don't you go go uh-huh. she did a pretty funny move honestly <laughs> <laughs> she was giving me the loser l side oh wow whoa was- <laughs> hello wow yeah, she wasn't wasn't flipping me off but she yeah. was giving me the loser side really the flip off i mean what is that i mean it's basically in the super super bowl halftime show now like the loser symbol is the real diss now. That's true. Right? I got I got a new school, old school diss on that one, and then she uh, quickly got on the ramp and went to West Seattle, which Ooh, seemed appropriate. Wow. West Seattle, wow. Was she a yeah. hoity? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She a was wild, a hoity. A, a wild lady from the wild West Seattle. Yeah, wild West Seattle with the loser symbol. 
Yeah. I actually I like I don't really miss it. You gotta respect the loser symbol though. <laughs> was it bedazzled? Um it felt that way. Good. It definitely felt bedazzled. Well, I think you got the message, Jesse. I was bedazzled. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah, but you spent some time down in Soda and you went up to Ballard. So Yeah, I did. It was the... fun. I had a good time, man. Good. Were you just here for fun or Yeah, you know, I wanted to go last Sunday. Uh, mm-hmm, but couldn't. Mm-hmm. I'll get to that in the uh, in the old dedication. Excellent. So we just kind of on the spur of the moment went yesterday because we could. Yeah, Sans Baby date trip, right? Mm. With Baby. Oh, with Baby. Okay. Yeah. Well, Baby date trip. Mm-hmm. Family outing. Family outing. That's what it's called. Uh, yeah, I, I had a pretty good week. I was sick, as uh, people know. I was uh, getting into it in the last cast. I got through it and out of it. Then Lydia got <laughs> sick. Uh, and then, uh, and yeah, that was Tasha's basically sick right now. Although it was nice because we, uh, I like I had been literally holed up in the house for for Thursday and Friday. I did not go to work, and then Saturday I was just like, I gotta get outside. So we just like, let's just go for a walk. I just need mm-hmm. to get some fresh air. And then we live two blocks from the zoo, so I was like, let's just go to the zoo. Nice. So we went to the zoo, saw the hippos, saw the baby giraffe. What's that? You got the hippo sick, yeah. you got the taper sick. Well, I, I got the baby giraffe sick just to strengthen its immune system. <laughs> um, Yeah, the tapers were awesome, by the way. So, yeah, nice zoo day for the zoo friends. And it's this is the time of the year to go to the zoo, early reco. Go to the zoo in the fall because it's a little bit cooler and the animals are a lot more active. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, because they don't Total like it when it's tip. super hot. They want, a, they want a little, like the grizzly bears were going nuts. They're going crazy. Uh, coming this winter to the Ball Move <laughs> Network, Zoo Tip Podcast. Zoo Tips. <laughs> wow. All right, let's get to some uh, listener feedback. But before we do, uh, Jesse, what are you drinking this week? Um, I'm drinking my homebrew uh, beer to guard with <clears throat> Britannomyces. So it's tasting really good. And then I also have a, a backup growler of beer from Ooh. work. <laughs> Nice to have a backup growler. Yeah, I know. It's getting out of hand. Just in case. Need a little <laughs> spritz. Uh, I am trying a brand new beer that I've never tried before. Scuttlebutt. Um, I've had Scuttlebutt before. It's a brewery up in Everett. But uh, this is the Golden Mariner Pale Ale, which is a little misleading because you think it'd be a golden ale, but it's actually a pale ale named Golden Mariner. <laughs> That's kind of stupid. It is kind of stupid. It also doesn't taste that great. Oh, no. But it was on sale. Scuttlebutt is a little hit and miss. Yeah, I they feel are. like, stick to their Belgians. They do Belgian-style no. stuff really well. Yeah, this is most... I mean, it's a payload, but it's pretty bitter. It's got, like, a pretty harsh ending to it. and It's not a crisp harsh. It's, like, a heavy harsh. Yeah, that's that's no good. It's not that great. But, you know, regardless, uh, Scuttlebutt is what I'm drinking this week. All right, let's get to uh, some listener feedback. Uh, got a couple of great uh, listener feedbacks. First one's coming to us from the awesome uh, East Coast hipster, hipster stronghold of Brooklyn. Mm. Brooklyn, Mass. So uh, this is from Parrish. Parrish is Eric and Jesse. My name is Parrish, and I am from the East Coast hipster stronghold of Brooklyn. Wait, did you say Brooklyn, Mass? No, I think it's Brooklyn, New York. I think if oh. it was Brooklyn, Massachusetts, he would put Massachusetts afterwards. Okay, never mind. That's like saying I'm from Seattle, Wisconsin. Or I'm from Vancouver, Washington. Exactly. Assholes. Uh, 
<laughs> says, feel free to continue reading this in the appropriate cartoonish Italian accent. I have one and will not be offended. All right, you asked for it. I've been listening to your guest for months. Uh, GB Neuron hype you guys, and I'm uh, glad that I took you up on that word. Uh, okay, that's enough. That's enough of that. In earnest, your guest has impacted my life on two what? obvious fronts, beer and board gaming. Regarding your records, I really enjoy Allagash and their Odyssey and Yakuza. I was super wasted on Odyssey. So while <laughs> I know I liked it, I'm not sure why I liked it. The Yakuza was a flavorful and smooth beer, and the only eight dollar price tag and only the eight dollar price tag kept me from enjoying a third thimble sized glass. That sounds Oop. interesting. He's more of a cider man, and uh Parrish is uh deliberate when he experiments with beer, and thanks for the reco. Secondly, he games with his girlfriend and uh, and another couple every other week, which is a great setup for you. Uh, we usually play Soto's Catan or some dice games that has some paper and pencil, I think. I, that's got to be Yahtzee, right? Mm, it could be the Sellers of Catan dice game. Oh, that's true. I like this, though, Jesse. I, I want to get your thoughts on this. He says, this week my buddies and I top, trooped into New York City, and after 10 <laughs> minutes of tormented deliberation, we settled on Battlestar Galactica over Game of Thrones, the board game. We were pretty excited to play, and I would like to thank you guys again. So, Jesse, did he make the right choice here? I know that you are huge on both of these games, but if you had to choose one, you have a gun to your head. Are you choosing Battlestar Galactica, or are you choosing uh, Game of Thrones board game? Gun to my head, I might take Game of Thrones. Yeah? I just, I don't know. Battlestar Galactica is definitely much more fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a little bit more casual sense, I think. Just because okay. it's like you never know who your true opponent is in that game, whereas Game of yeah. Thrones, everything's pretty straightforward. That's true. I do feel like Game of Thrones is a bit easier to learn. Because uh, eh. eh. I have played each of these games all the way through once, and I would say I have a pretty good handle on how to play, just from a gameplay perspective, how to play Game of Thrones, and I'm still a little iffy on a lot of the aspects well, of Battlestar. You were extremely loaded when you played Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> you Battlestar over three days. I wasn't loaded the entire time. <laughs> yeah, pro I tip. I don't know about that. Pro tip, by the way, Parrish. If you are playing Battlestar Galactica, do not start playing at one in the morning. Yeah. That's probably a bad move. No, they're both great games. I mean, it's like, I would be like 5149 Game of Thrones, I think. Okay, okay. Well, and then uh, Parrish also recommends, Jesse, when you finish reading the books for Song of Ice and Fire... You should uh, listen to the audiobooks. And secondly, he is very excited about PAX now. He said that he read a couple articles about iOS games and I realized that, he, and he realized that he needs to go <coughs> next year. Uh, and also the Cthulian pub crawl sounds like a lot of laughs as well. But Parrish, if you're on the East Coast, you should just go to PAX East. Like you don't have yeah, to fly all the way. You don't have to fly all the way to Seattle. We probably won't be at PAX East, but I really wish I could yeah. be. PAX East is pretty great, so if you get the chance uh, in March, just go to PAX East. It'd be really awesome. Anyway, it says, thanks, and get off my David Bax, who is the captain of the St. Louis Blues, the official NHL team of the Personal Records Podcast. Uh, Parrish said he watched a few minutes of our football draft video stream, and it did wonders for cutting him of, or for curing him of his man crush. Stick to radio. Faces for radio, guys. And That's uh, true. And... <laughs> <laughs> and that's Parrish. Parrish, thank you for your nice long email. That was beautiful. Beautifully yeah. written. Uh, and you really couldn't, I mean, I got a little hint of it, but I couldn't really uh, decipher the Italian accent through your writing. So that's good. 
Uh, and then finally, we got Jay, Hot Babe Jay, uh, wrote in, says, uh, Eric and Jesse, hope all is well. It was interesting to hear Jesse talk about battleships on the last podcast. I was somewhat impressed to hear him use the term Iowa class. Very few people even know what that term means. I was curious if he'd visited any of the World War II sites during his most recent visit to Hawaii. Thanks and get off my back. Well, I'm somewhat glad that you wrote in. Okay. <laughs> I I just I feel like maybe I deserve more than being somewhat impressed. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't. I just went to the Big Island. So yeah, but the the thing time. is, is that Jesse and I, the reason why we understand what Iowa class battleship means is because we grew up in the World War II site of Bremerton, <laughs> Washington. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, I always forget the Arizona was sunk at Pearl Harbor. Yes. And so the Missouri yeah. was the one that the was in Bremerton where right. the Japanese signed the surrender. Exactly. Yeah, the USS Missouri. Yeah, the Missouri was in our stomping grounds, like where yeah. we were growing up for yeah. years and years. And then they moved it to Pearl Harbor. For some reason. I don't get that. Beautiful <laughs> Bremerton seemed like an appropriate place for it. <laughs> that was like, it was when I was in high school. And the only reason I remember that is because it was when I was in junior high. Because they sent me to film it before it left. Like, for oh, the really? junior high broad broadcast in the morning. So, Did you ever go on it? Yeah, so we went on it. The the crazy thing about the uh, about the USS Missouri is, is wooden decks. Like, mm. and the reason why the decks were made out of wood is because wood would give better than steel, obviously. So while they were shooting those giant guns, they had to build the decks out of wood, or else it would oh, literally rip the ship snap. ship apart. Yeah. So uh, anyway, yeah, the uh, Bremerton's largest population ever was during World War II. That's where we grew up. Was in the Navy City of Bremerton, Washington. That's a fact. That is a fact. Uh, and then we got a very interesting email. Jay, thank you once again. And uh, we're still waiting on that hot babe list, but uh, we'll get to it eventually. Uh, and then finally... Give me your top three hot babes of World War II. <laughs> Rosie the River is number one. Yeah, for Axis and Allies. Uh, yeah. For both. I'm, I'm still going with Rosie. Uh... Number two is the lady from the V-Day parade in New York who got kissed in Times Square. <laughs> uh, actually, all ladies during World War II. I'm a Tokyo Rose kind of guy myself. It, it blows my mind that like women basically took over industry in the United States after World War II. And then once all the guys got back, they're like, no, you can't do these jobs anymore. Yeah, give us back our jobs. Give us back our jobs. You obviously can't do this job. It's like, <laughs> I made your take, dude. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, <laughs> but surely we'll be able to join the military and ha have combat roles, right? Oh yeah, out of, of this exchange. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just blows my mind. I don't know. Uh, World War Two is great. If you get a chance, watch the Ken Burns documentary, The War. It's amazing. Anyway, uh, and then finally, I think this might have been spam. I'm not sure, <laughs> but I want to read it because it's an interesting question. <laughs> This one comes to us from Gilbert Suarez. I'm going to post his email on here just in case anyone's interested. MSSAM45 at Hotmail.com. That is a real email address if I've ever heard one. <laughs> and it just says, re it's it's a reply to energy, energy drink ad. I, don't, I didn't know that I sent him an email called energy drink ad. But the question is, would you wrap your car in an ad for $400 to $500 weekly? And uh, also, every word is capitalized. Um, the answer to that is definitely. Definitely, yes. I actually would. <laughs> Why not? I would drive around the uh, Red Bull Mobile. See, the Red Bull Mobile is one deal, but like, I don't want to wrap my car in an ad. 
I like the I, car. See, the opposite is in my case. I don't think that an energy <laughs> drink company really wants to uh, wrap up around my 93 Accord. <laughs> I don't know if that really streams high energy. Who knows? It could really do wonders for the safety, though, of that vehicle. <laughs> kind of hold it together. Uh, hey, now. <laughs> hey, now. That was a good car. Yeah. It is actually good. Hondas are good cars. Uh, yeah, it, interesting. So if you get an email like that, you can always, uh, you know, respond to Gilbert, Gilbert Suarez. Uh, and then, oh, I forgot to dedicate this week, but we're just going to dedicate one more time to Dolores, to Larissa Walkeve. She, uh, made our, lo- our new logo, which is now active after, uh, three weeks of postponing for no reason. <laughs> um, I apologize that it took so long to get it up there, but it is up there now. And it's like one of our most liked posts that we've ever put on our Facebook page. Uh, but the new personal arrogance logo is up. And once again, we could not be more excited about this logo. It is literally everything that we love in one picture. So, uh, Larissa, this one goes out to you once again. I, I actually have to hijack this one from, La- La- oh, sorry. from Larissa. Okay. Sorry. I got to smack it down. You went for the, uh, you went for the two points and I just yeah. you smacked it down in me. your face. Yeah. You decamoed Matumbaid. The action, <laughs> the actual dedication has to go to my father. Hmm. Who, uh, last Sunday, when the tree fell down in my yard, right? I just called him up. I was like, hey, Pops, can you help me with this fall tree? And also, happy birthday. Uh-huh. And he showed up with his two um, chainsaws, <laughs> and we cut up the tree, and it was on his birthday. And I was like, happy birthday, I got Dude, you a chore. Nothing would nothing made your dad happier than doing that on his birthday. <laughs> I'm not I've, totally I've sure literally gone over to your house, and your dad is just chopping down trees for fun. That's what, well, the, yeah, that's true. He was, like, yeah, cutting crunch. down branches, having fun, just cutting trees down. <laughs> like, I feel uh, like your dad probably got that phone call and ringed his hands in delight, saying there's no <laughs> there's no better way for me to spend my birthday <laughs> than just chopping wood down. That guy's got lumberjack in his blood. He, well, he, yeah, literally does. Yeah. And after that uh, camping trip to Fanghorn Forest he took, he does bear a little bit of a grudge. So thank you, Pops. <laughs> this one's for you. All right. Well, double dead this week. Uh, it's time. It is time for a uh, little tiny Matt roll-off. Each of us are going to roll a 20-sided die, and uh, we're going to see who gets to speak first on the show this week. Jesse, are you ready? Yep. All right. I uh, forgot my die, so I'm going to be using the... Uh, www.wizards.com slash dnd slash dice slash dice.htm roller if anybody needs it. And here we go. I rolled a 15. I rolled a 16. Oh, sure you did. Whoa. This is like the complete opposite of what we usually do. Did you roll that? (laughs) I guess so. All right, well, uh, I'm going to start off this uh, week's show with a little bit of video game news. Here we go. Finish Big news this week, guys, and uh, it's actually still rolling out, so we have to speculate on what what it will end in, but Valve has been doing, has been counting down to this big announcement for Steam. Um, and basically the first one you had to wait three days for, the second one you had to wait two days for, and then the third one you wait one day for. So the third one will be released on the day this podcast is released, which is tomorrow for us, but it's today for you. So put that in your brain and smoke it. Uh, but we know what the first two are. So Jesse, have you heard about this at all? 
Um, only, only a little bit. Okay. So the first big announcement is that Steam is releasing Steam OS. Um, and basically what these announcements so far have been hinting at is that Steam is taking on the consoles. It's time for console Steam, right? Um, but they're going to do it in the, in a very Valve way. Uh, so, uh, the first announcement was Steam OS. Basically, you know, they, they released big picture mode last year, I believe. Um, so you could hook up a computer to your TV and you'd be able to have a more TV-esque experience with Steam. Uh, but now this is just going to be a full-on OS. So it's a, it's a Linux-based OS that's going to run Steam. And it's basically, you know, an OS in the sense that your Xbox has an OS or your PS4 has an operating system. So it's basically something you can just turn a computer into a dedicated Steam machine. So that's what was uh, that's what was released yesterday, and then today they released uh, what they're calling um, Steam Machines. So there's going to be a sanctioned Steam machine. This is kind of all the information they've given us. Give, there's going to be basically a, a sanctioned Steam machine that's going to be sold by Valve, which is going to be basically just a computer that'll run the Steam OS. Uh, all of the hardware hardware will be interchangeable. You'll be able to change it and mod it as you want. Um, but then they're also going to open this up to third parties so that third parties can release Steam machines as well. And I thought that that was really Valve-esque because basically this is a market. This is the PC gaming market that has been completely neglected by console makers. Like, they just, they don't give a shit. Like, X, like Sony and Microsoft do not give a shit about PC gamers. Um, and Steam took this over. It's, Steam is 10 years old at this point. Um, and basically they were like, well, if we are going to make a steam box, which everybody's been talking about for years now, how are we going to do this? And how are we going to do this without alienating our PC gaming base? And the fact of the matter is you can't build a console and call it steam and then, and then bring all the PC gamers over because that's not what they want to do. Like a PC gamer is a different mindset than a, than a console gamer. And if you're going to make a computer with, with uh, constrained hardware specs like a Xbox is or like a PS4 is, uh, then you're constraining all of the game makers and everybody involved in that to to stick in the confines of this console. That's not what Steam is. So they're basically making a modifiable computer that you can buy, and it's a nice little package that you can run Steam off of. So uh, that's the that's a broad broad stroke overview of this. But Jesse, is this is this it? Like, are you gonna just like, is this your next console, or is, are you giving up on consoles at this point? Yeah, I mean, the PlayStation looks cool. Right, the PS4 is what I'm getting. That's that's going to be my next console. Yeah, because I'm a that console looks cool, guy, I'm and a I don't, guy. I don't hate that or begrudge it in any way. Right. I Xbox has totally uh, pooped the bed, mm-hmm. so not not interested in that. And uh, I have been playing a lot of games on Steam lately. I've been playing Skyrim on Steam. I've been playing uh, FTL. And I've purchased a ton of games on Steam, so I'm excited to be able to port that around. And I would actually wait, wait, be wait, 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 wait. Have you you've been playing FTL? <laughs> I had no idea. Shocking, I know. Yeah. But yes, I have. So uh-huh. if if there was a, a basically, I I see this as almost like a hybrid for people who right. want to be able to play PC and like the distribution methods of PC ga- games through like Steam, obviously, but don't yeah. necessarily care about 
upgrading their computer all the time and wants yeah. more of a consistent and easy to use computer. And that's where I'm at. Like I tried to get into PC gaming on a very low level when I was like in high school. And we're talking like high school in the at the point where like my dad was buying my computer hardware and my games for me. Uh-huh. Uh so we're talking early high school here. Um but like I remember getting the Matrix, what was the name of that game? <laughs> I remember you getting that too. You were excited about that. I was that. excited about that. I was so into the fucking Matrix, like crazy, <laughs> dude. Like I was so into the sequels and like they had this game, what was it called? It was like the Matrix something. Uh, but it was basically went along with the Matrix Reloaded, which was the second movie, and it was this alternate plot line that you played as the Jada Pinkett Smith character, and then the the plot line of the game ran concurrently with the plot line of the second film, and like there were touch points in the movie where you could like, uh, you know, uh, recognize. Oh, I played that part. And I enter know how the she Matrix. Got there. Yeah, Enter the Matrix. No, the Enter the Matrix was the was the MMO, wasn't it? Oh, I thought. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Um. But, uh, but anyway, so, so you played this game and I was super excited about it and I got it. And then like my video card didn't support it. So then my dad got me a new video card and then like, I didn't have enough Ram and then it, it turned into like a $200 proposition. And then the game just never ran. Correctly. Right. Like it, I got to a certain point in the game and it would freeze up and quit every time I got to that point. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I, the- I've had a pretty similar experience with that recently, yeah. actually. Um, cause I kind of got this new. Uh, PC and did some stuff with it, and mm-hmm. I loaded up. Mm-hmm. Um, like I bought Morrowind. I just don't really have a way to play it. Okay. Because it's like uh, I just want to play it on my. I don't want to play it on the keyboard. I want to play it with the. Yeah, with controller. the controller. Yeah. And I it it doesn't support that. And then uh, I installed Metro Twenty Thirty Three, and it just doesn't work for some reason. And I can probably figure it out and fix it, but it yeah, is and that's bit. that's the difference, right? I mean, that's the that's the difference in Biden said. If you want to be a PC gamer, this is the stuff you deal with. Yeah, I, being a PC gamer is a little bit like uh, owning a cool old car, right? Exactly. That needs a lot of work all the time, and you have to go <laughs> under the hood and figure yeah. stuff out. Whereas my uh, '93 Honda Accord that has a uh, Monster <laughs> Energy drink. Wrapper around it. Yep, yep. Gets me two thousand dollars a month, yep. cool cash. Uh, totally reliable. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, put the keys in and go. That's what you want, right? That's what I want. And and like, I just want to buy a game. Like, if I make the investment in game, games are already so expensive. Yeah. Like, if I. But, but that's the thing, though. You do make up the price when you are buying your games for Steam because absolutely. I buy my games for like five fucking dollars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You just you just load up on the Steam sale. If you spend a hundred dollars in the Steam sale, you could probably get like seventy five games. Dude, these are games that I own and haven't even like yeah. installed. Brutal Legend, uh, Chivalry, Darksiders, Deus Ex, Dino D Day, Dungeon <laughs> Defenders, Eats Munchies. I don't know what Eats Munchies is, but I got for like free. Elaine Bard never loaded it. Mirror's Edge, Monaco, Portal Two. All these games just sitting there in my library. But I know that like if I want to load it up and do it, I can. And if I like want to yeah. upgrade like these are in my steam library and i'll yeah. be able to access them forever which is what i like right yeah and and yeah that's true too it's like I, i've been running into this and i know that you can do this but like i bought like gta 4 on the xbox because it was ten dollars on a deal um and i bought it and i'm sure that that game was like 99 cents on steam but uh i bought it and then um 
but it ate up my entire hard drive on my right. Xbox. It's like, I would kind of like to be able to download another game on here. Like, Brothers is like a really cool game that was XBLA, and like, uh, but I can't really buy it because I got this giant game on my hard drive. Uh, anyway, it, 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 I just think this is really interesting. I think that I, I was talking to a dude at work about this today, and like, this is such a ignored demographic is like the PC gamer. Like, there's, there is the PC gaming community, but from the major players, this has been completely, completely ignored. And it's especially from Microsoft, which is like, you could argue is one of the forerunners of PC gaming. Like, yeah, it is weird look... that Microsoft doesn't pay more attention to that. Yeah. Like they have games for windows. <laughs> Good job. Way to go. Uh, they, pe- they, Microsoft really peaked at Ski Free, in my opinion. <laughs> Ski Free is a great game. Watch out for the Yeti. Um, but, but yeah, this is a completely ignored demographic. And basically, that's why Steam and that's why Valve, they're printing money, guys. Because they are the people who are like, actually, there's still a community that wants to play games on their PCs and, like, figure their shit out. Yeah. And, like, and we're just going to corner that market. EA's tried to get in there. Uh, Microsoft has tried to get in there. But they're not getting in there, dude, because Steam has a market corner because they do it right. They're a bunch of gamers themselves. They're not just business people trying to rake in a buck. They're like, we're going to deliver the best experience we can for the gamer. And yeah, this is really cool. And like 99% of the time I boot up my computer mm-hmm. is because I do want to play a game. I, I mean, I have like my Kindle Fire and whatever for browsing the internet. But it, yeah. it'll be cool to have like a dedicated gaming rig that I right. can use that uh theoretically i mean having an optimized operating system will be good because you won't have microsoft kind of weighing it down right you know? exactly. it's basically like you're going to have an os that you're used to i'm sure it's based off of steam big picture and it, but it'll just run your game smoothly and you know yeah. you know all the shit on there right you and don't to have... be able to just buy a like here's the price point like $400 and It'll play all of these games at maximum, you know, graphics level. Yeah. And, you know, it'll be guaranteed to be compatible and everything. That'll be really cool. Yeah. And there's some other really interesting things that have come out of this. So NVIDIA is one of the partners that uh, Valve said that they were partnering with. um, Never heard of them. They should try and do something at PAX. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Uh, But NVIDIA, they have the Shield, which is basically a streaming handheld gaming system. Um, but a re- pretty interesting thing, it was, this was announced today in video collaborating with Valve. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not the one. Uh, they are collaborating with Valve for Steam OS. Uh, but they also, um, oh, here it is. I'm sorry. I'm just for getting company you. softball match. Yeah. <laughs> Partnering with Valve for the DH position. Uh, NVIDIA increasing support for Linux as software director. This is a very interesting thing, uh, because, uh, last year, um, Linus Torvalds, who is the guy who created Linux, very, very... What's the guy who created Linux? His name Linus? Linus Torvalds. So it's named after himself? I think so. Why not, wow. dude? If I created an OS, it would be called Sorgoats. Yeah, that's not your name. But that's I'm sure Li- Linux was his screen name. Okay. Right? <laughs> Anyway, uh, last... I'm looking forward to Gates 8 coming out. <laughs> yeah, Gates 8 is going to be sweet. 
<laughs> Actually, Gates 8 sucks. Uh, Linus Torvalds, the creator of Linux, um, called out NVIDIA on their poor graphics driver slash support in a public presentation last year. He said in the, in his talk, he said, NVIDIA is the single worst company we have ever dealt with and ended his comments with NVIDIA, fuck you, while, <laughs> while posting the middle finger. He hasn't moved to the loser side yet. Yeah, he's... He's he's not as edgy as the yeah, Seattle. Exactly. But like there's been a pretty tumultuous relationship and basically NVIDIA is like, all right, if we're gonna partner with Valve on Steam OS, we have to get in with Linux. And it's just weird, like like it just shows what the business world does. With this announcement, like Linux has been around for a very long time and it's been the popular OS in server space and with the guys who are the classic car guys of the computer world for quite a long time but oh steam os going onto the linux platform suddenly just flatly legitimized the linux platform for everything now everything has to go with linux if mm-hmm. you want to if you want to be touched by pc gamers then you have well that sounded weird uh then you <laughs> have to be supporting of linux uh which i think is really really interesting i mean it just shows the the, the giant sway that Valve holds in this PC gaming world, which I think is a great thing. I like you hate EA. Everybody hates EA, but nobody mm. hates Valve. Everybody loves Valve. Yeah, so far Valve seems to be one of those corporations with a heart of gold. It's so interesting to me because Gaben, you know, he made all of his money at Microsoft in the early days. Oh, is that true? Yeah, like he he actually was a Harvard dropout, just like Bill Gates. Um, and went That's what to- I'm going to encourage uh, my daughter, Russell Nisha, yeah. to do. Yeah. Go to Harvard, but don't graduate. Just drop out. Drop it, out. Yeah. All the best, all the all the Fortune 500 folks, Harvard <laughs> drop out. Exactly. Yeah, but he uh, he is actually a producer for uh, the first three iterations of Windows, which is very Real quick. What? What if you just go, you go to Harvard, you're not accepted or anything. Just go to some of the classes and then stop. Mm-hmm. Then you can call yourself a Harvard, a Harvard dropout. Right. Because no one ever is like, I don't believe you. Let me see your transcripts. Right. That's true. I don't believe that you're a dropout. Show me the transcripts that prove that you dropped out. Yeah. Or just buy a Harvard sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the ruse. <laughs> yeah. You, gotta you get need the to sweatshirt. be able to talk about like, oh, the dorm food. Right. Something. I don't know. I don't know what you call yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, did Mark Zuckerberg actually graduate from Harvard or did he drop out as well? I think he's a dropout. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but, I mean, that's the interesting thing. Like, Gabe is basically, like, I was talking to my friend at work about this today, and he was like, this is like a huge middle finger to win- to Microsoft. It's like, yeah. fuck you. We're also going to step on your neck because you screwed up your next console. And we're just going to go with Linux, and we're going to do this the right way and the way that we love and the way that we know how. And now you're irrelevant in both the console and the computer hardware space. So why don't you just make Microsoft Office and have fun with that? Which I'm sure they'll have fun with. But uh, it's really interesting to me. This whole thing, there's so many moving parts to this, but it's really, really interesting. Uh, But Jesse, I did want to talk to you about this. So the third part of this is that – the listener, the 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 keen listener, will already know what that third announcement is. But do you have any speculation as what to, what this third announcement will be? So the first one was uh, Steam OS. The second one was Steam uh, Machines, and the third announcement, which uh, by the way, I just want to reiterate this: the first announcement took three days, and the third announcement takes two days plus one day, which is three days. It's also <laughs> the third announcement. 
Is there any idea what that third announcement could possibly be? Portal 3. Yep, Portal 3, man. Everybody's waiting for it. <laughs> I think that there are a couple things here. There's some really interesting little iconography on the Steam site. So, like, uh, the Steam OS, the announcement was represented by a little circle. And then the Steam machine was represented by a circle in brackets, like it was in a confined space. The third one, they've announced a little icon for it, which is a circle plus another circle. So, I think it's either, pr like... You know, of course, Half-Life 3 is what everybody would be clamoring for. But um, a couple things here. Uh, Gaben was talking about a controller for that they were developing a controller at Valve. So it could be the Steam controller. Um, uh, they've also announced today that the Steam machines will come with a controller. So it probably isn't that. But they have this relationship with NVIDIA. And I think that it's probably some kind of streaming game platform where you can get like a little Roku box and you can stream your games through that. Uh, to your TV. That's that's what my money's on. But it'll be interesting. The listener already knows, so it's kind of weird to speculate on something that's already happened to the listener, but not to us yet. Yeah. I'm not that into trying to figure out what the next move is going to be. I yeah. just want to be in the moment and appreciate it when it comes. And we'll know. <laughs> we'll know tomorrow. This is like, this is why I don't like picking This is like games. Christmas Eve. Yeah. Well, you're like it's, lots it's, of all the boxes, and you can just torture yourself. It's like it's like the dumbest part of every NFL pregame show is when they go through and say, "Who's <laughs> going to win this game, guys? Who do you think's going to win?" It is stupid, especially when they all pick San Francisco overseas. It, <laughs> then they it look, look like, like ignorant, bunch of ignorant, stupid people. <laughs> in the words <laughs> of Richard Sherman. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, that's the dumbest part of the show. It's like I will know who wi who wins this game in three hours. Like I don't need. <clears throat> Dan Marino to tell me who's going to win this game because he's probably going to be wrong. Anyway. Uh, so I couldn't agree more. Stay tuned, man. I'm excited about this Steam thing. I'm still going PS4, but I'm excited for you, man. Yeah. Game space. Alright, Jesse, what's your first topic? <clears throat> well, um, there was kind of an interesting medical thing that is related to beer news. <laughs> Beer. So uh, there was a 61-year-old man uh, mm -hmm. in Texas mm -hmm. who was a home brewer, and he uh, went to the uh, emergency room complaining of dizziness. Okay. And they ran some tests on him and gave him a breathalyzer test. Uh-huh. And uh, the man's blood alcohol level was 0.37. What? Almost five times the legal limit for driving in Texas. And he was driving? Uh, I guess so. Oh, my Lord. Well, I don't know if he was driving, but he got okay. to the emergency room somehow. Yeah. He flew. He might have been... He might have... Well, someone might have driven him If there. you're that drunk, you just hover. Well, here's the, here's the thing. He swore he hadn't touched a drop of alcohol that day. Ooh. So, um, they isolated him for 24 hours, and, okay. um monitored his uh blood alcohol content and it continued to go up and he uh they were giving him like carbohydrate rich foods and okay. it didn't make sense why it would keep going up and what it found out uh 
happened is he had an infection in his stomach of brewer's yeast, which is what? called auto brewery syndrome. Oh my! So the Lord. man had uh, he had taken antibiotics, right? Yeah. And it killed all of his stomach fauna. Uh huh. And somehow he ingested uh, Saccharomyces cerevisiae, aka brewer's yeast, and it took over his guts. That is insane. So and it, when it's he slowly killing put, him. When he would eat uh, anything with sugar in it, carbohydrates, soda, whatever, it fermented in his stomach and got him super drunk. That is crazy. <laughs> super crazy. Like, fall over drunk. Like, you can't yeah. even function at that blood Yeah, alcohol. super, super drunk. So, I mean, like, this would suck. Yeah, that would really suck. This would suck. be a real, real bummer. Like, you can't even drink a beer. No, no. You can't drink a beer. You can't eat a bagel. Um, you can't do anything uh, until getting without getting really wasted. So, like, they ended up being able to fix him by, like, giving him... <laughs> Antibiotics. More antibiotics yeah. Yeah. and uh, fixing his uh, stomach fauna. Oh, man. But, I mean, this is a crazy thing, and it's actually something that I'm glad I found out about this. Because if I, like, took a bunch of antibiotics right. and then went to work, this could actually really happen to me. <laughs> if you took a bunch of antibiotics and went to work. Well, you know, I work at a brewery. That's true. Get There's that yeast, man. Yeast in the atmosphere. Yeah, how much yeast do you think you inhale in like a week? Uh, I don't. How often don't do you know. see the yeast as a brewer? Pretty often, because you got to dump it once it's old. Uh huh. So it's all like splashing around in your face, getting on your shoes and your hands and stuff. Pretty frequently. <laughs> old yeasty. Yeah, basically, I am old yeasty. <laughs> So I'm old yeasty over here. You are old this yeasty. Is, this is one of my work workplace conundrums mm -hmm. is uh, getting auto brewery disorder. Have you heard of oh the uh, like the pizza chef guys who get uh, flour lung? No. So that's that's like a thing. If you work in a bakery too much or like or like tossing pizza dough all the time, you can get like white lung essentially. Okay. And I, I actually am kind of paranoid about this because there's a lot of, <laughs> I, like in the mill room at work, it gets like a bunch of sugar particles and stuff in the air. Um, so I'm like always putting my uh, shirt over my face because that's like the super right. high tech way that I protect myself. <laughs> but like sugar in your lungs is like, that's got to just dissolve. Like I think flour doesn't dissolve, right? Um, You know, I'm not a baker. <laughs> We've established this. Well, it's still the same stuff. It's like grain what? powder. Yeah, but like, okay, so sugar will dissolve, though. It's soluble, whereas... Right, but my lungs don't have a drain. Like, where's it going? Your lungs have a drain? Like, how do you think weed gets to your blood? I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I actually don't... Yeah, like, your lungs have a drain, dude. Okay. Yeah, okay, and then it just drains out. And and by the way, I was talking about hypothetical weed and hypothetical blood. Hey, it's all legal here now. That's true, it is legal in Washington. <laughs> yeah, whatever. There's no weed shaming on this podcast. <laughs> not, in this, not in this state. <laughs> not in this state or in Colorado. Right. Uh, um, do you have any other? Do you have any wacky things you well, worry about at work? Well, I mean, there is a thing. So I heard about this at hairstylists. So when hairstylists die, and like, say you're a hairstylist, you die, you're an organ donor. They remove your, your corneas, right? Uh-huh. So they just take your eyeballs out. Okay. Right. 
they take out your eyeballs. Apparently behind your eyes is like a ton of hair. Like basically a bunch of those little hair fragments that come out after you wash your hair after you've uh, gotten it cut. Oh, no. That stuff goes in and behind your eyeballs. And it happens to every single person. But hairstylists especially get like a bunch of hair (laughs) stuck behind their eyes. So that's one thing that I think about a lot is how freaky it is about all the shit that's probably like behind my eyeballs. I'm never cutting my hair again. Yeah, there's that. And then there's also, um, I don't know if you heard this, but um, in big cities, if you live in a city and not even like a big city like Seattle, big city, I'm talking like big city, I'm talking like New York or like Los Angeles. Uh, they've done autopsies on people, and apparently they have, like, up to 500 spiders living in their blood vessels. Nuh-uh. Yeah, this like, isn't real. Yeah, no, microscopic, not microsoft, microscopic spiders. Microsoft. Microsoftic spiders <laughs> living inside their blood vessels. <laughs> it is, I mean, but you have a bunch of organisms living on you. Like, we're basically just giant zoos. Like, you can right. take a walk to us if you're sick. And I'm just, full of yeast. Yeah. And, uh, like, it's crazy. Like, it's, like, you're basically, your body's a giant zoo, and then after you die, all of the shit that's on you just eats you until you're nothing. Is that how you break down? I guess. It's all very depressing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring it up. I, I don't have anything super to worry about. I am a little worried about getting carpal tunnel because I am an office worker. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, that's basically it. I'm not that worried about this stuff. But the hair behind the eyeballs drives me up the wall. Thinking do you have about one of those shit. cool ergonomic uh, keyboards? No, I do not. Oh, uh, you should you should get one of those. Those are ridiculous. That's also that's like goes that that went the way of the loser symbol. <laughs> it's coming back though. <laughs> My dad had one of those keyboards. So like growing up, we always had one that was like you know, so your hands were like went in sideways and like I learned how to type on one of those and then when I got a regular keyboard I was like my hands are all mashed together oh yeah the ergonomic keyboard and the uh, ball scroll mouse oh yeah yeah the trackball the trackball baby I really want one of those the trackball (laughs) I want a wireless one though Wireless trackball. That's probably make. That's probably coming with the new Steam uh, Steam controller. <laughs> it's just a giant wireless trackball. See, I learned how to game with a trackball mouse. Uh-huh. Like that was I was all about that. I couldn't. Wow. Like, I I've always hated the normal mice, and now I have this one. Dude, that's and, hardcore. Uh, I, I feel just, like that's like, hard mode. It's but it's so much easier. Plus, like. It's got something you can't do with a normal mouse, mm-hmm. which is the emergency. Just flick it and let it ride when you need to spin super fast. <laughs> <laughs> does that make sense? You just flick the ball and just go like, and it moves really I fast. Get, that does make sense, but... You can't do that with a normal mouse. Why would you ever need to, fl- to spin that Because you're playing quickly. fucking Doom 2, dog, and then that giant <laughs> demon thing comes up behind you, and you know what's behind <laughs> you, and you know you got a slim slim chance of beating it but you do have the rockets right maybe just maybe <laughs> if you whip around fast enough but you do have the rockets. right in time you can you can survive well you didn't tell me that you had the rockets dude yeah if you have the the rockets make all the difference okay well oh yeah i don't know man this this uh brewer's long sounds ridiculous <laughs> <laughs>
Auto brewery syndrome. Auto bre- it would be crazy just to eat a bagel and be like, oh, I'm wasted. I am so drunk right now. He's like, that's like every uh, NCAA football yeah. dream. <laughs> just eat a hot dog and get up to .31. That's that's actually a nightmare for yeah. Once you get in the NFL, because if you get your, you know, DUI arrest, guys, let's bring it down for a second here. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Marshawn Lynch just had a uh, auto brewery yeah. syndrome. Auto brewery Officer. syndrome. Ate a hot dog. What's <laughs> you gonna do when they come for you? Right. All right. All right. Let's move on to some trivia this week. Uh, this week we're gonna be uh, going back to the old school. Uh, back to Trivial Pursuit via 1981. Genius one. Here we go. And I'm going to once again be using www.wizards.com slash dnd slash dice slash dice.htm to roll a d6 to see which category we're doing this week. I rolled a five, which is uh, science and nature. Jesse, are you ready? Uh, as ready as I'm going to be. All right, here we go. This question's for you. What does a farrier put shoes on? Um... I'll just say a horse. Yeah, I'm going to say humans. It's horses. You got that one. All right. All right. This one's for me. What disease is the greatest American child crippler? Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I thought DUIs brought the show down. Uh, polio. I'll say polio. <laughs> yeah, that's a good answer. Man, that was an unpopular WWE wrestler. The child crippler. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What disease? Um, uh, measles? Cerebral palsy. Oh, I guess well. polio was wiped out a long time ago. Yeah. In the U.S. Uh... Jesse's questions for you. Please play along at home. What writing instrument did Hungarian brothers Laszlo and Georg Brio Biro invent in nineteen thirty eight? Which writing instrument? A writing instrument in nineteen thirty eight? I don't know, the ballpoint pen. It's gotta be it. I'm gonna go with the uh Come on, fruit flies. Sparkler. It's the ballpoint pen. All right, Jesse. Yeah, enjoy your victory lap here. Uh, I'm going to go with this. Says I'm sorry. Question here is what does IQ stand for? I believe it is intelligence quotient. Yeah, I think we've had this one before. It's intelligence quotient. But you win, Jesse. You won the trivia. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. All right. Well, you won the trivia, but I won the roll off, which means it's time for my second topic, and we're going to talk about a little thing of movies and television. Do you know what nemesis means? All right. So uh, this week, a very um, a highly anticipated show uh, premiered on ABC. And uh, it's been highly anticipated for a number of reasons. First of all, it is based off of the third highest grossing movie of all time. Second of all, it is a uh, show that is produced by a much beloved television showrunner, creator, writer, director, dude. And uh, I think everybody knows what I'm talking about. It's uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So that premiered yesterday. Record opening for uh, Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, 
In fact, it got what was it? It's a they call it a record opening, but it's a very specific record. Basically, it had 11.9 million viewers, which, according to superhero hype, is the best they view for a drama in four years. Um, specifically, <laughs> with the 18 to 39 year old market. So basically, you got a bunch of nerds watching this thing. Um, mm, who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? So yeah, it's Joss Whedon. It's Marvel. And uh, I, I took a gander at it uh, this week, and uh, there's some things that I liked about it, but there are a ton of things that I really strongly disliked about this movie. Mm, break um, out the, the haterade, folks. Well, it's not going to all be haterade. I mean, I, I want this. I want this show to succeed, okay? Because first of all, I love Joss Whedon. Firefly. Jesse, as you posted on Facebook this week, it's now about the time of the year where you got to watch all the Firefly episodes. Yeah, it's my uh, yearly uh, Firefly season, I think. Yeah, it's Fall or Fly. <laughs> Firefall. Once, yeah, Firefall. Once it gets a little cold out, it's time for uh, time for some Firefly. But uh, you know, Joss Whedon's great, and I I was a big fan of the Avengers. In fact, I've been following these Marvel movies for a long time. I hated Iron Man three. But uh, I love Thor. I rewatched Captain America. Really enjoyed that. The second watch through, <laughs> uh, I, I was a big fan of Iron Man, of course. But so this is like a big deal. To me. I'm like, I want this to succeed. And on a lot of levels, it did not succeed. And on a few levels, it did. Um, so first of all, Agent Coulson in this movie, who is now back after being killed in quotation marks in the Avengers, he's back and he is the highlight of the show. I keep calling this a movie, but it's a TV show. Um, but he's the highlight of the show. The dialogue is good, but there are a lot of terrible, horrendous actors on this show. But Agent mm. Coulson is actually really good. Um, and, you know, it's the same guy who played Agent Coulson in the TV show. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. But he's a dude. You know what he looks like. You know, he's Agent Coulson. Um but basically, in this very first episode, and this is going to be spoiler-filled. If you haven't watched it, you can check it out on Hulu. Um, but in the first episode, they basically target this lab that has blown up, and there's this dude. Labrador? What's that? A Labrador? Yeah, a Labrador Retriever. Yeah, a Labrador Retriever explodes, and <laughs> shields on the case. Uh, no, but this lab blows up, and then this dude goes inside and saves some saves like one person from inside. Somebody gets video of it, and then they uh, post it online, and it gets a bunch of hits. Um, and this is all post uh, the New York happenings of of uh, of the Avengers. Interesting, interestingly enough, though, it's not explicitly mentioned the events that have been happening in Iron Man three, which they knew came out, and they've added plot elements from that movie into the TV show, but they don't say like there were also these terrorist attacks around the United States and the Mandarin and whatever, whatever. Um, you got to pick what you're going to talk about, but basically there's this lab, long story short, they're, they're implanting this thing called the centipede on the people's arms, which is this really cheesy prop that people wear. And it, <laughs> and it gives them like basically all of the powers from every Avenger. So well, it's got the super, that's a lot of power, right? It's got the super serum from uh, Captain America. It's got some weird alien blood from Thor, because they found a relic in the lab. And then it's also got extremists in it, which is uh, what uh, Iron Man 3 was all about. And people basically 
overdose on extremists and then they blow up. They become bombs and they blow up everything in a two-block radius. So they're like, oh, we're just going to throw all this shit into this guy. But, like, the premise... It's all hopped up on serum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but yeah, basically this happens and then there's this thing called the Rising Tide, which is like an anti-shield agency. And there's this hacker that's associated with it. It's supposed to be kind of like anonymous. Um, and they're hacking into shield and getting all this information, but then they recruit like shield goes and then they find this, uh, this lady who is part of the rising tide. And then they reverse interrogate her by giving true serum to the interrogating guy. And then that gains her trust. And now she's part of shield, which is ridiculous. (laughs) That all happens. That all happens in the first episode. How does that work? Uh, you know, they gain her trust, and then <laughs> Agent Coulson is like, so, uh, yeah, do you want to become a part of S.H.I.E.L.D.? And she's like, I have been hacking into your databases. There's nothing that I don't know. And he's like, well, there's some things you don't know. And then she's like, all right, I'll join S.H.I.E.L.D. That's basically mm-hmm. the exchange. I, that's what they did with uh, top leaders of Al-Qaeda. Exactly. So just gave them all our secrets. And like, so you want to be, like cool American CIA dude? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's dude. a classic counterterrorism target. That was just jealous. Strategy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that happens in it, and then uh, and then this guy has his like, son, but he, then he's killed multiple people, and he's about to blow up a train station, and then they like calm him down, and then they shoot him with a paralytic, and then he falls down, and he doesn't blow up. And then they return him to his family, even though he has committed murder on... on <laughs> he's committed murder on a security camera and it was broadcast on the news and everybody knows that this guy straight up murdered a dude, but they're just going to exonerate him and give him back to his family because he decided to comply with them and not blow up a train station. Mm. So you can see where I have some problems with this. Well, plea bargain. Yeah. Plea bargain action there. You can see where I have some problems with this uh, show and the dialogue is, is, uh, it's witty, but it's, it's like kind of Reddit witty. <laughs> it's kind oh, of how I would describe good. it. Yeah. Uh, See, it, that's. A th- I feel like Joss Whedon was the original Reddit witty. Yeah. And then the world caught up to him. Yeah. Because it was like kind of avant garde at the time, but I I feel like maybe t- like general nerd uh, dialogue stylistics have caught up to him because <laughs> yeah. people have been emulating him for so long. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. Um, but yeah, like there's a line in the movie, like they're about to interrogate her, and she won't give them any information. And the the that big be a superhero, the interrogator, yeah. half half questioner, half alligator, <laughs> half inquisitor, half a- alligator. Exactly. Um, he's a real yeah. Uh, th- so they're doing this interrogation scene, and. The the big tough guy who, like, is kind of supposed to be the muscle, but he's also a terrible actor, and he's way too much of a pretty boy to be the muscle. Like, they should have just got a fucking brute. They should have got a goddamn, like, barbarian to play this guy, but they got, like, a pretty boy. Anyway, he tells the he tells the, uh, the lady from the Rising Tide, he's like, there's two ways to do this. And she goes, is one of them the easy way? And he goes, no. Like, it's just kind of like that, that kind of banter. Right. Like, it's... it's, it's Semi-clever, but it's predictable clever. That's the illusion of a joke. Yeah, exactly. Um, And there's a lot of that in this show. And there's also just, like, low stakes. And it's just like, dude, why couldn't you just pick a low-level 
low-level superhero from the Marvel Universe and make this first season about that, or a low-level supervillain from the Marvel Universe and make this about that. I think mm-hmm. the problem with that is the rights for all of these heroes and villains are now tied up in Sony, Fox, and, and of course, Marvel Studios, which is run by Disney. Um, but it's like, come on, pick a low-level guy and just make this show about them. Mm-hmm. Like, I read an article today that apparently they can't put any mutants in this show because all mutants belong to 20th Century Fox. Like, there's a lot of things that are... And it's also, like, shot, like, pretty cheesily, and uh, I don't know. It's the pilot episode. I'll give it some more chances, because, honestly, the archetypes that are represented are very interesting. There's also just, like, the Joss Whedon types that are in this show. Like, Shepard from Fireflies in this show is, like, a lab guy. Like, he's, like, the yeah. science lab guy. I... Um, I I saw this thing, it was like a list of Joss Whedon tropes, and one was like, if you have a faith-based worldview, it turns out you're just a bumbling idiot. <laughs> well, that hasn't quite happened yet with any of these characters. But right. there's also, like, like the opening scene, like, the lady that he saves, I straight up thought that it was Felicia Day. And I was just like, oh, he puts Felicia Day in the pilot, that's really cool. And, it, like, it wasn't Felicia Day, it's just a lady who looks, like, exactly like Felicia Day. Like, mm. it's like a redhead pale lady, which mm-hmm. is in every single Joss Whedon show. Now, right. there are, like, you know, there are strong female characters, and they hang with all the, like, everybody hangs on the same level, which is good. Um, but I'll give it, I'll give it some more chances, but for the expectations I had for this show, I was very underwhelmed by Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, kind of a bummer, really, because I wanted, I want this thing to succeed. And Agent Coulson character is actually really good. I think that the problem is they hired a lot of really bad young actors for this show. And they can't pull off that stupid, witty dialogue because they're just fucking hamming it up for the camera. Whereas the guy who plays Agent Coulson knows how to navigate this dialogue in a way that's more fun and just sets well. Like, it's it sets well in him. You know, these are very almost borderline dad jokes. And you almost need a dude who's, like, balding and 50 to deliver them in order to get them off in the right way because like right. fucking hot 20 year old uh movie stars they don't, don't it's just kind of bothers making me, me want to watch firefly yeah i know right uh i i actually really want to watch firefly now yeah it's like you know nathan fillion can deliver these types of lines in a way that's nathan fun fillion plays right? a dad character in in firefly like he's yeah. the dad of the show yeah and john like writes a lot of dad jokes. Yeah, they're basically dad jokes, and you can, and if you have a dad figure, he can deliver those jokes. Right. But when you have like some pretty boy twenty year old who's trying to play like a badass brute guy, <laughs> it just doesn't work, dude. And the actors are really bad in this show. Uh, I'll see where it goes, but Agents of Shield uh, overall underwhelming. Do you think it's just too networked? Like it's the super networked, dude. Um, I don't know. I just, I feel like, like, a, anything ABC to me, that's like a, a mark of death. Like, this is yeah. going to be unrelatable. It's, it's like, what I don't do know. they say? Like, a camel is a horse designed by committee or something. That's true. A camel is a horse. Yeah, but but also ABC gave but us lost. But it's not as cool as a camel. ABC gave us lost, and I'm still waiting for the next lost. lost. I loved lost, dude. I could I watched the shit out of Lost. I really enjoyed Lost. Uh and I don't think ABC's done anything like Lost since Lost happened. Um in fact I don't think network TV's really done anything. There's been a lot of 
almost trying to be lost, but there hasn't been anything like lost on network television since lost went off the air. I just don't trust the big networks to do anything competently. It's, it's like pretty much getting to that point show or something. Yeah. It's getting to that point. Like just go to cable. Like ages, yeah. but that's the problem. It's owned by Disney, so they have to do it on ABC. It's going to be on ABC or it's going to be on ABC Family. So pick your poison. I'm just sure there's too many fingers in the stew. Yeah, I'm sure. Get your fingers yeah. out of my stew, please. Yeah, I mean, one review I I read was that this is not just Whedon esque; it's just Whedon ish. And ah, I thought that just Whedon light. Yeah, I thought that that was actually a pretty good analogy here. Right. Anyway, Agents of Shield. It's on Hulu if you want to check it out. It's it'll take forty two minutes of your time. It's not that bad. <laughs> forty two minutes. Yeah, it's an hour long show. How much FTL I could play in that time? <laughs> I could almost get through a whole game. Yeah. All right. Killing me. All right, Jesse, what's your seco topo? I'm actually going to have to say that's a wrap. I have family obligations to get to. All right, that's fine. Uh, I know I ran long, so I apologize about that. But uh, but we do want to talk a little bit about the Bald Move Network, guys. Uh, Bald Move Network, check out the Because Show. The most recent episode is the episode that we picked topics for, so check that one out. Uh, also, Breaking Bad is ending this week. Don't cry too hard, though, because, uh, of course, Breaking Good Podcast is there to console you and put their arm around your shoulder. Um, and uh, there's also a Breaking Bad uh, finale watch party in Indianapolis. If you want to check that out, check out uh, the Baldwin Facebook page. Of course, Up Yours Downstairs. Everything on Wardian is on Up Yours Downstairs. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can send us an email, personalergates at gmail.com. You can find us on the Facebook uh, we are on the Personal Arguments Facebook page, and we're also on the Bald Move Facebook page. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Twitter at Personal Podcast, and you can rate and review us on iTunes, and that helps us out a ton. It moves us up those rankings and gets more listeners. And more listeners means more feedback. So it's just a big, giant feedback loop. Be a part of it. Uh, also, give us a call. We didn't get any voicemails this week, so please give us a call, guys. Put your voice on this podcast, 360-362-0024. If you leave a message after the beep, we promise we will put it on this show. We put bong rips on this show. We put people calling in and saying, fuck it on this show, because they left a, they left us a voicemail, and we have that promise for you. So give us a call, 360-362-0024. Jesse, what's your first reco? Uh, F-O-1-T, Tactical Tomahawk. What's that? I bought it off of Amazon. Oh, man, you were just stockpiling, like, melee weapons. I kind of am. <laughs> but um, no sooner than I had ordered it <clears throat> that weekend, the uh, tree fell down. Oh. So I was, like, climbing up in the tree, using it to chop down the bigger limbs. And I could get through limbs, like, up to four inches thick with, you know, not, <laughs> not too big of a problem. It was sweet. Wow. That's uh, interesting. So, yeah, look that up on Amazon. <laughs> look that up on Amazon. Uh, speaking of Amazon, my first reco, and I mentioned it uh, very lightly last week, but God, guys, Borderlands 2 is $15 on Amazon, brand new. This game is great. It is a great, great game. I played through this game uh, over the weekend while I was sick. This is such a good game, and it is such a good value at $15. I could not believe that I only spent $15 on this game. It is amazing. So if you haven't played Borderlands 2 yet, now's the time. Go on Amazon, buy it for $15. Uh, if you live in Seattle, it'll show up the next day. So do that. It is great value. <laughs> uh, buy Borderlands 2. It's a great game. Speaking of uh, Seattle bias, uh -huh. my, uh, my recommendation is a Seattle place to go. Okay. Eric, this is right near Stomping Grounds. Excellent. Schooner Exact Brewing Company. Schooner Exact, I've heard of it. 
It's in Soto. It's about three blocks away from your place of work. Okay. And uh, they have great beer, um, really good service, and I bought this like ten dollars steak sandwich, like steak melt sandwich. It was phenomenal. Mm. Definitely go check it out. And uh, they are doing. They have like a. They have like a hundred barrels. They do tons of sour and barrel aged stuff, and they're uh, opening a creek on Friday that. Uh, I hear it's going to be phenomenal. So check that out. Cool. Schooner Exact in, mm-hmm. in Seattle. And then my recommendation this week is going to be a show. It's on Netflix. Uh, it's called Derek. It is a new Ricky Gervais show that is on there. Um, Ricky Gervais, of course, of Office and Extras fame. Uh, and he's known as being a little bit of a rip comic. He's going to make fun of people. But this show is about uh, an autistic guy who works in a nursing home, like an old folks home. Um, and God damn it. It is the most heartfelt thing I've seen in such a long time. I yeah. literally cried during the first two episodes. Aww. Like, yeah. Um, I, I shared, my, <laughs> I shared my mom's, uh, Netflix account uh-huh. and saw that she had been watching it. It is a fucking great show, dude. Like it is, it is a heartfelt show and there's also really fun stuff in it. Uh, it, there's, there's that funny, like there's. The characters are all, are all are all really great, except for one guy who's like literally a sex offender, and I don't understand why he's in the show. Like, I do not understand. Like, I guess maybe like a comic relief character, but he's so offensive and gross that I just don't want huh. him to be around. In spite of that, you will cry. So check out Derek. It's on Netflix. It's actually a really great show, all um, right. and it's a Netflix exclusive. So. Uh, Netflix is doing some really good stuff. But with that, Arrested Development and Orange is the New Black and uh, Derek, I mean, they're hitting it out of the park. Uh, House of Cards, yeah. Sweet. All right, that's the show, Jesse. Have some fun with your family duties. Will do. And you made me say duty, and that can only mean one thing. The show is done. So until next time, guys, stay in touch and wherever you go. Whatever you do. Please stay arrogant. Arrogant. <laughs>